not about, you know, earning, you know, passive income and bathing yourself in hundred dollar bills at the end of right. the day. That doesn't even it exist. Like it doesn't <laughs> exist. And, and yeah. look, it might happen, but for those, the people who are most successful are the people who are doing it from a place of service. And yeah. if you serve people with all your heart and you really just try and figure it out for them and mm -hmm. not for you, you will reap the benefits and, yeah. and you will have yeah. success. listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 523. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. I have another very special guest, Jeannie Petrucci, here with me, who I'm so excited to interview and talk with. Welcome, Jeannie. Thank you, Emily. Yeah, I am so, so excited so that you're here. So, so great to be here and finally see you in person. I so. know. It's so crazy how that happens. Like I've, I don't know how long you've worked with our team exactly, but it's definitely been close to the, I don't know. How long has it been? <laughs> it's a little more than three years actually. Wow. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. And we haven't met in person yet, <laughs> but I feel like I know your name so well from that. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't we get started and kick off with you just kind of sharing about you and your business and, and giving um, everybody insight into that? Sure. Uh, so my name is Jeannie Petrucci. I am a registered dietitian nutritionist. I'm also a culinary coach and an expert nutrition content creator. And I, um, my community is health and wellness professionals who make nutrition recommendations uh, to their clients and or patients as part of care plans, right? So if you go to see a doctor, a naturopath, a dietitian, you know, you almost always expect as part of the process that they're going to talk about diet, right? And nutrition. And what my community has always struggled with, and I'll, I'll give you a little bit of history on why I know it so intimately, what they struggle with, because I was one of them. Yeah. Uh, but what they really struggle with is creating dynamic and engaging content that translates those nutrition recommendations into uh, tools really that their clients can use to, to get them across the finish line of behavior change, right? So mm -hmm. you're asking somebody to change their diet, giving them a list of foods is not going to be totally helpful. Yeah, you, know, you need a lot more than that. And, you know, I opened up my private practice. Is it okay if I tell my story right yeah, now? Yeah, please Emily? do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, I love it. I'm a talker. I'm a talker. Yeah. Um, I, seven years ago, I opened up a private practice. I'm standing in my teaching kitchen right now. And my strong focus was to incorporate culinary instruction into nutrition care. This is my second career. My first career was a culinary instructor for 28 years. And mm -hmm. I, I knew that people struggled in the kitchen. I also knew that people, generally speaking, knew what they needed to do. Like everybody knows yeah. they need to eat more vegetables, fruits, whole grains, right? Just doesn't take too much digging to figure that out. But it's like operationalizing those things, like bringing them to mm -hmm. life in their own kitchen. That was like the main barrier for most people. And mm -hmm. so I opened up my private practice and I'm just going to help the world, right? I'm going to help everybody cook healthier foods. And what I realized very quickly about three months in was that there were there were no resources for me, like, like none. Yeah. If I wanted a meal plan for a patient, I had to create it myself. If I wanted to send them a cooking video, I had to produce it myself. If I wanted a, a, an anti-inflammatory recipe or a ketogenic recipe, I had to create it myself. And mm -hmm. it, it was exhausting. And one day I was in my office between patients and thought I was having a heart attack. And that was my first panic attack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and my practice manager had to drive me home. I, I 
Emily, I couldn't even think clearly. And I, wow. we, we all have these experiences, these kind of like aha moments, which aren't necessarily the good kind, just like, oh my yeah. God, like, why is this so hard? Like, yeah. this should not be, so, I just want to help people. And yeah. really my community, that's all we want to do is help people. Right. And it was just so hard. It was like literally like walking through quicksand and I was trying, I had to have a sustainable business. I had a building, you know, I, I had investments that I needed to recover. Yeah. And I, I just decided to, you know, take a leap and pivot and mm. create content 100% of the time because I knew I couldn't do both. And I knew that other health professionals also could not do both. You can't yeah. create all the content that your patients need and see all your patients and like give, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in a counseling session or if you've ever counseled, really coaching too, Emily, mm -hmm. the same thing. you really have to give a lot of yourself, a lot of your yeah. soul and your emotion to be the best, Absolutely. most effective coach possible. And that's, there's no difference really with health coaching. And so I knew that I needed to take all that energy and kind of channel it into something else. And so I created Living Plate uh, RX, which is the company that I have today. Yeah. And, and how long ago was that, that you did that pivot? That pivot was uh, well, six and a half years ago. So okay. I, I opened my private practice. You know, imagine that conversation, Emily. You know, my husband um, and I bought this building. We renovated this building. I put it in a teaching kitchen. And three months later, yeah. I'm walking into the kitchen saying, oh, honey, I think I need to do something different. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah. Know? And how was that? Like, how was that? Like, not just the conversation, but like, you just knew, like, I got to go, I, I got to do this and there's risk, but I have to do it. It, You know, the, the saying blinded by passion, like truly, yeah. like I was like, I was almost like nuts, like really passionate about making this yeah. happen because I knew I have, I had a master's degree and I have a master's degree in nutrition education and I studied the research. So I knew yeah. what patients needed. And I also knew what healthcare professionals needed. And so, you know, presented that to my husband and we, we had a conversation about it and we both decided let's do it. Like, you know, because it was going to require a significant time investment. It was going to require significant resources because I had to build software from scratch. And yeah. so, yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it's worked out, but as yeah. you know, you know, people see where you are now and they're like, Oh, you know, that's so great. And don't right. realize kind of like the struggle bus, which, yeah. You know, for me, it was, um, you know, four years of really boots on the ground and right. you know, building software from scratch is not easy. Oh, I know. I'm <laughs> still in the middle of that right now. It's, it's never it's ends. Like, yeah. It's so funny, Emily. I always feel like I'm in the middle. Like I've been doing yeah. it for years. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much more to do. Yeah. And what's cool now, though, where we are, uh, so we, so I, I put this offer together of mm -hmm. content to support my colleagues. Right. Mm -hmm. And I needed to prove that it was going to work. So I just kind of put it out into the universe a little bit. Yeah. And it like immediately people were like, Oh my gosh, yes, I want it. I want it. I want it. Mm -hmm. You know? And so I'm like, okay, let's put, let's, let's try and get it onto Facebook ads because, and this was before I started working with you guys. This is before yeah. iOS updates. Like I was right. running ads myself. Okay. But right from the very beginning, my ads were profitable, like always above uh -huh. the number of ads. And for me, I was like, if I break even, I'm cool with that. Right. I'm doing yeah. it myself. Yeah. And, you know, as we started to scale, it became very clear that we could have a bigger impact because right. that, my mission is just to help as many colleagues as possible. We could have a bigger impact 
if I had pros kind of managing the yeah. situation. Yeah. And we actually started working with you before the iOS update. So it wasn't okay. the iOS updates that kind of drove me to go seek you guys out. Right. Um, but it was, it was, I knew enough about myself and I had been in that position before where I, you know, tried to do everything myself and became right. overwhelmed. It just, it doesn't work, right? Yeah. If you want to scale, you need support. And right. that's when we brought you guys on. And yeah, yeah, it was really just go. <laughs> yeah, We've been going for three and a half years yeah. now, um, and we're still and you're still going. I love that about going, you. You know, you know, you think I've been running the same kind of tiny little offer. You know, I don't. Most of your listeners already know kind of your recommendations about you know, yeah, different levels of Facebook ads. So right, you know, we we did the brand promoting, and then we had a significant amount of the budget to this tiny offer, mm-hmm. and you know, we've tweaked it a little bit, but I'm basically running very similar offer that I did three and a half years ago because your your team is kind of working the magic with the numbers and they tell me like, no, we think you need to tweak this content or tweak this language. So, you know, it's always work, but it's a lot easier now. Right. Which speaks to like the fact that initially you launched ads and they were profitable and then you've been able to keep the same offer all this time. To me, that's a huge indication that you nailed the offer. And that's that's a theme I'm seeing with these interviews and like our most successful clients is how important nailing that offer is and and how you know you could have the best marketing, but if you fall short on, on the offer itself, <laughs> right. it's not right. going to work. And so it sounds like that's what you you took your experience and like the pain you had at the beginning of of being in your practice and saying, Oh, there's a big problem here and I'm gonna right. go solve this. And I feel like because you were that ideal customer, you understood them so much that you were able to absolutely nail that offer. And that's how you were able to be profitable at the gate. And and I think sometimes for people it takes time to get the offer right. And that's why they're not profitable out the gate. But you you just nailed the offer. And it sounds like too, nobody else was doing what you were doing. And and it also came from a very compassionate place. And it still does. Like yeah. all of my work, I just don't ever want my colleagues to experience what I did. And I know they are, yeah. I know they do. And so trying to get, you know, as many affordable options out there yeah. as well as kind of our, our membership, which is our flagship product uh, to, you know, just to as many people as possible. I, I really just want to help yeah. my colleagues. And yeah. uh, what's really cool now is that we've, we've hit, uh, you know, we have thousands of health and wellness professionals using our products and they tell me what they need. Right. So right. it's cool because I no longer have to make the decisions yeah. about what content goes into my membership. They're like, we have a yeah. content submission form. They tell me what they want. We review it and yeah, off we go. Yeah. But your, you know, your team allowed me to take that huge step from putting out this tiny offer. Like we knew that we had a good product mm-hmm. and the messaging, mm-hmm. the messaging was, was right. right? Yep. Um, and then to move into a membership, you know, a higher yeah. ticket membership. I could not have done that if I didn't figure out those first few steps, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And you just said something too that I want to dig into that is so important is throughout you scaling your business, you've built process and and um, strategy around staying really connected to your customers and your audience because I see that a lot where – somebody in the beginning is their ideal customer. And so then they know the they have the connection and they create the great offer. And then over time, like obviously every industry goes through changes and shifts and needs new things and is impacted. And then if you become disconnected and you stop listening to 
your audience and your customers because you're not in the trenches anymore. That can cause issues. And so what I see you do so well from me observing your business from afar as you've worked with my team is number one, constantly listening to your audience and your customers too. And really like like you said, focusing on a place of compassion. But ultimately, I mean, that's why we create offers and why we create a business is to serve people and to solve their problem and to help them. And so you've constantly stayed focused on that and and whatever tweaks or additions or things that is meant. And the other thing I appreciate about you is you're always willing to like try new things. And I remember when AI started becoming a big thing, you were like, I'm not seeing this as a threat. I'm, you know, because I talked to Fallon on my team and, and it was like, we're leveraging this and we're bringing this in and like, we're going to do this bonus. And um, I think that's really critical is, is you have the ability to stay focused on what's working and scale it while also still being willing to do whatever is required to pivot and adapt and adjust and constantly improve your strategy and your offers. A hundred percent. And you know what? And I know you're going to agree with me a hundred percent. You can't be a leader if you don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, can't absolutely. be a leader unless you're willing to fail for the benefit of the people that you serve. Mm-hmm. And that, like, I, I fail a lot. <laughs> I, yeah. like, I mean, just keep trying and trying and trying. Yeah. Guess what? Something works, magic happens, and then you share it. And yeah. that's one of the things I think that my community um, really enjoys about, you know, working with me is that, you know, right. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Right. And the whole, yeah. you know, the AI space was, I work with healthcare professionals. So yeah. artificial intelligence isn't necessarily something that they really want to dive into deeply, right? but they know that it's going to impact their business because now people can, you know, use AI to generate a meal plan or a workout yeah. plan. Right. And so they knew it was there and I knew I had to step up and really kind of get my head around that yeah. and support them. And it, it's, 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 had a huge impact. My, my pivot to that, to, you know, to that a little bit and saying, okay, here's this basically a monster that we all have to kind of get our heads around. Like how yeah. are we going to reel it in and how are we going to leverage it to help us scale our businesses? Because, mm-hmm. you know, AI isn't going to take our job away as registered dietitians or, or doctors or right. chiropractic, um, yeah. uh, doctors of chiropractic, but people who use AI in those positions will put us out of business, right? So you're either going to absolutely, gonna yeah. kind of get in it. And I think like I serve as like a nice buffer for my community. Like, okay, yeah. she'll figure it out yeah. and then she'll teach us because I am a teacher yeah, and that's what I do. So I will take in as much as I need to. I'm not an expert in artificial intelligence, right. but I know how to leverage it for our our business. When I say our bit for private yes. practice practitioners, right? So. Yeah. It's been, yeah. So that was very exciting to, and that yeah. was after like an hour conversation with, you know, with Fallon and Emily, just yeah. like, what, what, what are we going to do now? I'm like, you know what? I think I have, have the answer. Because, yeah. And it was because I was listening to the community. They're like, what are we going to do? Absolutely. AI yeah. is going to steal our jobs. I'm like, no, AI is not going to steal your jobs. Yep. We've, got, we've got you and we're going to mm-hmm. take care of it this way. And so we did build it into the offer. And, you know, one yeah. of the things you said, Emily, is that, you know, as as a business owner, sometimes we lose sight of mm-hmm. kind of being in the foxhole, right? Yep. Sometimes it's a decision that business owners make, like they want to remove themselves. But right. other times you just get so caught up in the day-to-day of your business, you naturally, you know, have create distance between you right. and your 
clients. For me, it's my members and my membership. Right. For me, that was very uncomfortable. I didn't mm-hmm. like that distance. I'm like a real gregarious, you know, if we were together, I'd be hugging you. Like, yeah. like come here, let's talk. Let's have, you know, let's have coffee together. Yeah. Um, and it just, it felt very uncomfortable for me. So my answer was to create a content development board. So I have now 12 members of my community who now make decisions on content creation. They're Mm -hmm. listening to the community and they communicate with me once a month in a meeting. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Staying connected in a different way. Yeah. That's cool. That's really creative to leverage them that way. You said a couple of things that I want to point out to people listening because Jeannie's one of our very successful clients. And so then obviously people are like, what is she doing? Like, what does she have traits? You know, how do I do that? And one of the things you've said a few different times in this interview so far is how you just are willing to go figure it out. And I think from the beginning of when you talked about that pivot that you made, it was like, I will be successful. Like this is, you know, the unknown and I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And so I think throughout like iOS or whatever has been thrown your way, you have that attitude. And that's something I have too. And is very strong in my business is like, it's not that there isn't going to be things, challenges thrown our way or that we're going to not fail or something will be really hard and feel like a lot of pressure or whatever. It's that we push through those and just understand like there's always an answer. And that's where my value of marketing always works. It's just a matter of when comes in and you embody that very clearly in your personality, in your business. And if you're wondering like, how do I get the results Jeannie has had and grow the business Jeannie has? Like, that's a trait of successful entrepreneurs and business owners is you've got to have the grit to move through when when you have a challenge or when you're going into the unknown because that's inevitable. Like, you know, if you're getting into business for it to be perfect and to have a, a, a roadmap instruction of what to do, like that's not the way it is. And so <laughs> no. the no. fact that you have that and you are constantly like, okay, you know, the AI is an example of what we could bring in or I'm sure there's been challenges of things that haven't worked over the time. It's not like, oh, it's just worked perfect and we barely had to do anything. I mean, Jeannie's done a ton of work throughout that time period. And so that's such a huge trait to your success and speaks to why, honestly, that you're successful. It's not about, you know, there's a lot of contributing factors, but ultimately it's like you were not willing to fail. And so it was whatever I need to do. And you'll continue to do that as you grow your business. And I'll – and. I think an important aspect of that, Emily, is surrounding myself with the right people. Mm. You know, yes, it's a it, it's a personality trait, um, but also a trait of mine is that I really l- like having a support network around me, and I've been very, very fortunate. Yeah, to have made good decisions. I, I've also made some really almost I didn't make huge like financially debilitating decisions yeah. that were bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I always trust my gut, my instinct, right? So when I was interviewing marketing agencies, right? Yeah. I think it was I think it was Audra who I yeah, first she did, still, right? yeah, she still does our sales. And like we just totally connected. I'm like, this yeah. is it. This, these are my people. This yeah. is where I belong. They will listen. This is this this feels right. And it's the same with the yeah. mastermind that I'm in. The same with really every every contractor actually that I yeah. have. Like we don't connect. I'm not going to force something, even yeah. if somebody promises me the moon. Like, no, like if we're not connecting and you don't share my values, it's not going to work. And I'm a very mission driven person. I'm I'm very grounded in the values of my business. Transparency is Mm -hmm. a huge value of mine. I know it's one of yours as well. 
And so, you know, stuff's going to go wrong and we all need to own it and then just move move beyond it. Are your feelings hurt? Yes. Did you want to make more money? Yes. Did you want that lunch to go better? Of course I did. Yeah. But, you know, in the end, if you're, if you know you're doing good work and you know that there's a market for it, you just figure it out and you Mm -hmm. have like, you have the right people around you. And I think, yeah, that's important. Yeah. If you're listening to this series and you think to yourself, man, I wish I had a team supporting my business the way that these entrepreneurs have, then Hirsch Marketing can support you. We have multiple ways that we can support businesses. We now have a done with you offer that is a much more accessible price than our done for you offer. And regardless which offer you choose and which pathway you choose to work with us, you get a team supporting you. It's not just one person, it's support with your marketing strategy. It's support with your ad strategy. It's support with your funnel, your copy, your creative, your tech, your messaging, your content, your organic, all of it. Because the only way to do marketing is to approach it from a holistic viewpoint, addressing every component and creating a custom strategy that works for your business. You're going to see some key takeaways from these interviews and what led to their success. And the way that we approach marketing gets results every single time. You likely cannot afford to be doing your marketing and bootstrapping it and trying to figure it out on your own and it's wasting a ton of time and money. We have an option to support you no matter where you're at in your business. All you have to do is go to helpmystrategy.com. That's gonna take you to an application which is going to give us some more intel on your business and what level you're at, what your investment, ability is each month in your marketing and then we're going to point you in the right direction and regardless what direction that is you're going to know your next steps and be in momentum and making progress so head over to helpmystrategy.com get your application in today you have absolutely nothing to lose we are here for you you do not have to do this alone and truly the growth and the goals and All of the things you want to achieve this year are likely on the other side of a successfully executed marketing strategy. Do you feel like it took you a long time to get support or you did that pretty quickly? I like doing things myself. Like I I like doing, I like producing cooking videos. It's a perfect example. I love producing cooking videos. I'm a creative person by nature. Yeah. So I love developing recipes. I love creating, you know, these cooking videos. So was that hard to let go and hire a video production person? Yeah. It was was actually really hard. And, you know, people around me are like, are you nuts? Like, why do you want to spend like all day in your kitchen? You come home exhausted. I'm like, I love it. Like, I just love it. Um, But, you know, making that leap to hiring somebody who I really trusted, who shared my values and, you know, took us about two months to figure it out. And now it's an amazing relationship. Mm -hmm. So it was hard for me only because, you know, I am one of those people, like, I'm just going to do it myself, right? It's not yeah. going to, it was not going to be done the way I want it. I'll just do it myself. And that, that could be right. tough. That could be tough. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs for sure struggle with that because nobody cares okay. about our business as much as we care about it ultimately. And that's really hard. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it sounds like you are, you have a recognition of, oh, I'm not I'm not naturally good at doing that. And so I will find help with that first. Whereas like the videos, you're good at it. You enjoy it. So you held on to that longer. But maybe some other components, marketing, for example, in your business, you're like, okay, I'm actually hindering 
my success by not bringing in experts. Exactly. Or like a bookkeeper. Another, yeah. another brilliant example. I mean, yeah. I, anybody who knows anything about me is like, oh gosh, her books must be a mess. Yeah. Yes, they were when I first started. So that was yeah. probably, that was like my first hire. I'm like, oh, I need a bookkeeper, right? Yeah. And I, need, I need an attorney and I need an insurance agent. Yeah. You know, Fortunately, those early decisions laid a foundation for, you know, a solid company. So there, you know, there are things that you're very happy to hand off. But, you know, my advice to any entrepreneur is to those, those decisions are not novel. They're not Mm. that you really need novel probably isn't the right word. They're not insignificant. Yeah. You really need to, if you are going to hire a bookkeeper or a virtual assistant, it's not just because you need one and you want to pass on the work. You need to find the right person. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and then you can create a foundation because if that right person isn't in place, if that right person isn't in the right spot, you're, n- you're not going to have the foundation to yeah. scale your business. Right. Yeah. So by the time I was working with you guys, I had some like pretty solid things in place, right? Yeah. When, when somebody buys something from an ad that you're running from, you know, for me, we need to have, you know, a licensing agreement in place. I don't yeah. sell my content. I license it, right? So I need an attorney who got that right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, making those investments and those really good decisions early on permits you to scale when you're when you're ready. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um I'm curious like over the last so it's been almost 3 years working together yeah. and even before then what you would share as like lessons you've learned throughout that time or even mistakes or just advice because you've obviously scaled your business a lot and and gone through a lot of you know we kept the core components but shifts and changes and additions and I'm sure you've had a lot of lessons and you're extremely smart entrepreneur and in tune with your business like what would you say was either mistakes or lessons or just insights you want to share of the experience so far you know i, I connecting to who you are serving I think is the most important piece of it. Mm-hmm. Because if your your messaging is off, nothing yes. going to work. Preach the best, it. Yes. <laughs> the best ad is not going to work. Yep. The best content is you can have the best product and the best ad and the best landing page, and it's still not yeah. going to work if your messaging isn't right. And yep. <laughs> excuse me, um, messaging comes from like a, a really deep place inside you. Like how. Yeah. How are you serving? Why do you want to serve this person? First of all, like who's your ideal customer avatar? Why do you want to serve them? For me, it was because I was them. <laughs> so yeah. and I, think that, I think that's a pretty common story. Um, and really, you know, my advice would be like, if you don't have your ideal customer avatar figured out and your messaging figured out, don't, don't even take one step further, like save yourself the yes. money. <laughs> yeah, I, I gonna, so agree. Yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, We're going to let's dig into that. Like, we're not talking about like the age and the gender, like the psychographics, which I did. I recently did a podcast on if you guys want to go back, but the emotional components. And so many people like are just barely scratching the surface. And it's like, how can you create an offer and content and copy and all of those things if you don't have that deep understanding of your ideal customer and of your avatar? And it's so, it's so much easier when you do. Yes, and, yeah. You know, in the health and wellness space, you know, it's there's there's a rush to niche down, which is great. Like, yes, we we can't just serve mm-hmm. all people, right? There are many chronic diseases for which dietitians and doctors and most healthcare professionals are trained to treat, right? So you want to help everybody, and that's like your instinct. Well, obviously, that doesn't work if yeah. you want to scale and if you want to use Facebook ads, especially. You really do need to niche down. 
but it it has to go deeper than mm-hmm. than just um you know picking a niche right so let's yeah. say that i wanted you know my niche was fertility i want to work with people who um you know have an interest in improving their fertility mm-hmm. well there's a lot there's a lot under there right you have yeah. to go even deeper than that okay so now <coughs> excuse me only no worries. So, you know, if I'm serving people in the space of fertility, you know, yeah. maybe it's going to be people who are currently undergoing treatments or people who are currently undergoing treatments yeah. who've been trying for a year. I mean, the, yeah. the, the sense of urgency between somebody who's somebody who's trying to get pregnant has urgency, right? They but somebody who has been trying to get pregnant and is now in treatment for fertility, that is like a whole new level of urgency. Yeah. That is the kind of audience that you can serve best. Yeah. And and by getting specific like that, then you're able to get specific in your messaging, the way you talk to them, the problems they're experiencing, the desires that they have. Yeah. Exactly. Or if you, if you wanted to serve athletes, for example, uh, that's great for nutrition, right? Because most athletes, but are they power lifters? Are they strength and endurance? Are they plant-based athletes or so? So I encourage all health and wellness professionals and really anybody, if you have a niche, can you go deeper? Ask yourself the question, can I go deeper? Can mm-hmm. I explore what are their real pain points? What is a smaller yeah. population that I want to serve? Because that's where you're going to have the greatest impact. Yeah. And to add to that, oftentimes to get to that point of being super specific takes some refinement and testing and experience. Like sometimes I think you have to say yes to a bunch of things and then you figure out, oh, that went really well or I really loved that or I can serve that group of people. And so I also think sometimes new entrepreneurs go in this path where they're like, I got to be like so specific. It's this person, but they haven't actually like gone through enough experiences and refinement to get to that place. And so I think also as we're talking about messaging, I mean, you're constantly refining it because you're audience and your customers and your leads are going to be shifting and changing what they're going through and their frustrations and their desires. And so it's not something that you define once at the beginning of starting your business and never look at it again. Like it's something that honestly, every time you do a promotion, every time you launch something new, at least once a quarter on a regular basis, like you are looking deep at your audience and you're listening to them. And I think that's so important. Yeah. COVID COVID taught us that lesson. (laughs) Right. Right. Talk about a change in messaging, especially for health and wellness professionals. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, so you asked me about, you know, thoughts and insights. You know, uh-huh. mes- messaging is number one, right? And mm-hmm. if you are kind of, you know, as as much as possible, be that boots on the ground person, like really speak and get to know your ideal customer avatar so that your messaging lands right. I would also say, and we, we've talked about this already, really surround yourself with the right people, people yeah. who share your values. And, and don't always look for, you know, don't always have like glitter in your eyes for like the most mm-hmm. expensive business coach or, you know, someone who promises you you're going to make, you know, six figures with passive income. Like, yeah, just have your radar up, you know, yeah. your, your, your BS radar up because that that's messaging, right? They're yeah. trying to speak to your pain point, which is I want to scale my business. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most expensive person isn't always going to be the right Right, person. you have to do your work, uh, mm-hmm. and really, the, the be- I Emily, I found you through another podcast. Okay. I don't even remember which one it was. Yeah, but because you were a guest on somebody's podcast, yeah. I had more trust. Absolutely, yeah, which right? is natural, yeah, which is natural. So I, you know, that was a good, that was a big hurdle for me. I also found my mastermind group mm-hmm. that same way. 
Yeah. So, Which yeah. why for most businesses, referrals is the number one source of your sales, no matter how much marketing you do, because everybody exactly. talks about where they're getting results. There, there's some stat, I don't know what it is, but people share like so many brands a day, good and bad, about who they're working with, their products they're buying. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and then thirdly, we'll, we'll finish with just be ready to pivot mm. in all different ways. Uh, you're, you're never going to figure it out and just stay in that lane ever, yeah. ever, yeah. ever. You are going to be pivoting. Sometimes the pivot's going to be 180 degrees like I did. You know, I went from private yeah. practice to Living Plate RX, which is the company that I have today. Um, but then other times, you know, it's just tweaks and turns and just trying to, you know, optimize for revenue, but then also serving. I think if you, mm -hmm. if your goal is to serve people as best as you can, you can't lose. If exactly. your goal is to make yep. as much money with as little work as possible, you will lose. <laughs> Amen. Oh my gosh. You are like my new best friend. <laughs> I mean, you have to, you know, if you're not a person who comes from that place of service, you need to do some work. <laughs> because, yeah. yeah. You know, it's not about, you know, earning you know, passive income and bathing yourself in hundred dollar bills at the end of right. the day. That doesn't even it exist. Like it doesn't exist. And, and yeah. look, it might happen, but for those, the people who are most successful are the people who are doing it from a place of service. And yeah. if you serve people with all your heart and you really just try and figure it out for them and mm -hmm. not for you, you will reap the benefits and, yeah. and you will have yeah. success. Sales is a byproduct of that service. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you feel like is helpful to share um, with the audience before we wrap up? Don't be afraid to invest in your business. I know mm. for, it's it's scary for a lot of people, um, yeah. but if you can't grow without investing, it's either going to be time or money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's always it's time. I think it was Alex Ramosi who has that equation, right? It's yeah. either time or money, and Absolutely. your time. Your time, it costs, it's money, right? And it also has an emotional burden as well. So, you know, for me initially, I had the time to run my Facebook ads. When I no longer had the time yep. or the wherewithal, right, or the knowledge to run it, then I had to spend money to yes. run my Facebook ads, right? Yeah. When I when I was, you know, still answering all of my emails one-to-one -one and I just became burdened and it yeah. impacted the way that I showed up for my audience, I needed to transition that time for money. I needed to hire a virtual assistant. So always think about, you know, your time and your money. And yeah. yes, you can do everything yourself in the beginning, mm -hmm. but it's really going to be difficult to grow yeah. without investing. And look, it, it is scary for many people, but if you're investing in people that you know, like, and trust and who have a track record of success. Yeah. And that doesn't mean like flashy testimonials. I'm like, I'm like real numbers. Like if I'm going to work with somebody, show me the, like, show me the money, yes. show yeah. me the numbers. Like what yeah. have you done with your clients? And you do, you do that with your community regularly, yeah. which I really appreciate. And uh, so that's, that would be my, my last piece yeah. of advice. Don't, don't be, I mean, it's scary. So I, I can't say don't yeah. be afraid. You are going to be afraid. Yeah, but it should be uncomfortable and, and embrace that. And don't, yeah. don't invest money that you're not willing to lose, mm, right? So I only absolutely. invest as much in Facebook ads as I'm willing to lose. But we've yep. always been profitable. So I never yeah. I never had to worry about it, which is awesome. Yeah. But you know, if I had a losing month or two or three, yeah, I would be willing to, to take that loss. Yeah. That right? is so true because the people that I see have the most um, – hard time is when it's like the last ditch effort and it's like this has to create this result for me or I'm out of business and that's, oh, that's a really dangerous. tough place to be yeah that's scary 
Yeah. That's what, you don't, you, you don't want to be there. No, you, <laughs> you do don't not. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. This was awesome. And I can't believe it's taken us this long to get face to face because we have so many similar values, which doesn't surprise me. <laughs> can I, can I share with your audience? Um, yes. where they find me? Yeah, uh, please do. Great. So livingplaterx.com is my website. And I just launched a podcast called the Nutrition Content Creator Podcast. And it is for health and wellness professionals to support them with attracting, serving, and um, retaining their ideal clients and their practices. And it's all about the content and kind of the strategies that you can use to do that. Yeah. And I highly recommend it. I mean, if you can't already tell, Jeannie's awesome just from this interview, but how much she cares about her audience and her customers and in serving just shows up in all of your content and your products. So go and check her out for sure. Thank you, Emily. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure being with you. Yeah. Thank you so much.